Hello, Eric. Hello. And hello, listeners, to Rogue One, our our analysis of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, the first one that ever yeah. came out. The first ever, well, the first ever Star, Star Wars, Wars story. story. Obviously not the first movie to come out. Yes, clearly. Um, so, this might be a shorter episode, just because I have a little less time and Eric's a little pressed for time, but be that as it may, please enjoy. Yeah. So... Getting right into it, I think the opening scene's pretty intriguing, where they have Jyn Erso's whole family when she's a young girl. Well, I also love, I, I just wanted to point out that before that, it's, this is the first ever movie to not have a title school. The, yeah, and I was going to say, I was going to say that this is a, uh, a, 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 well, as it comes into later, as it comes into later knowledge, I said prior knowledge kind of affects this movie, because you, I mean, not to spoiler alert it, but you kind of understand what's going to happen to these people even before the movie stops. And movie yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of a down, downside to it, but honestly, I don't think it takes away too much. No. That being said, uh, going right into the first little odd thing that I found in it, uh, why did the Imperials land so far away? That seems like a little bit of, I, I don't know, it just seemed, it's a picky thing, but it also gave Jyn Erso enough time to, to escape. I don't know. Um, nevertheless, I think the planet that they're on in that first opening scene is pretty sick. Yeah, it's sort of like a grassy sort of like you can I just by looking at that scene I can tell it's very humid outside for some reason. I'm you think that, it's humid? I get that vibe. I saw yeah, I guess I could see it's definitely they, they all their hair looks really frizzy and wet. Yeah, I can see that. I was thinking cold cuz I was thinking like it almost looks like Iceland. Yeah, I can definitely see Iceland as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to point out was there was that scene where he's like, oh, look, it's Lyra, back from the dead. For one, I love uh, Krennic's sarcasm there. That was an interesting comedy bit. But at the same time, what was her plan? There were, like, three highly trained elite Death troopers. soldiers, and she just whips out a pistol and is like, I'm going to kill you all. Death troopers. Like, the yes. highest trained troopers. Exactly. And there was just no hesitation there. And yes, no. I, I honestly, I do think that, uh, what was his name, Croning? Krennic. Sorry, my bad. Krennic. I think he was a solid character, and I, I actually I literally wrote this down. I said, why are Imperial officers all such really well-acted tools? They all, they all like Grand Moff Tarkin, yeah. Krennic, the guy in The Mandalorian, they all make you annoyed with them. And they're all full of themselves. I know. I don't know what the deal is, but I, I, I kind of like it. Cause There's almost... literally that scene where Krennic goes, you, we stand amongst my achievement, not yours. And he's like yelling at Tarkin. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just think, I just think why, I think I don't, not complaining. I just think that's a, it's a very cool thing that they've done is they've made all of them very arrogant fools. Yeah. Well, I guess if by doing that, it makes them easier to see him as a bad guy. Yeah. Because like, if you really step back and look at the whole Star Wars saga or the original trilogy at an objective standpoint, the Rebels are the bad guys. Yeah, no, I, actually, I wrote that later on. We, we Okay, t- remind me to circle. I'm going to write down to circle back on uh, bad guys because I, I actually had th- something written about this. Um, just touching on the black stormtroopers, super cool. That imagery of them walking across the black and white terrain. Yeah, now, I had this really sort of crazy uh crazy theory but in the deep lore of star wars have you ever heard of project blackwing yeah yeah with a disease or whatever zombie virus pretty yes much. i had this crazy theory that they're that the death troopers are zombies because they communicate in their own language do like that yeah i 
That's cool. And they, and they act like, they're, like, so precise, and they almost seem un- inhuman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the, the first was an elite Jedi killing force. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I, that, that, that's an interesting idea. Um, moving on to farther into the story, I think the Saw Gerrera bit was cool because Saw Gerrera is a tie-in from the Clone Wars, as we later saw. That Saw Gerrera yeah. is literally from the Clone Wars. And that, I thought that was really interesting because usually most of the characters from the Clone Wars, they take from the movies. But they took Saw Gerrera from the Clone Wars. Which I thought was a sick tie-in. That was really cool because, because Rogue One comes out, obviously, after that episode or that string of episodes. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you have anything else to say uh, leading up to the uh, scene with uh, uh, Alan Jetta when they first, when the pilot first comes to Jetta? Yeah, no. Um, so you know how when we first like meet Cassian? Yes. That first scene where I thought I thought it was a really, uh, it was strange, but a really cool way to introduce him when he kills that other guy in cold blood. After he's like, I can't climb out of here. He just shoots in the back. He's like, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, no, I think that's, I don't know. Because Cassie never struck me as the Han Solo type. And I think that's what they were trying to make him seem, like, kind of ruthless in the yeah. beginning. Which I just don't think it played off well. No, no. But um, again, tying back to the Rebels are the bad guys, is when I very first watched Rogue One and he shot that guy in the back, no hesitation, killed him in cold blood. I thought, wow, this guy is very intense and kind of a bad guy. And that was the first shot that crossed his mind. Now, further to uh, Jedi, so, so our first bit of Jedi is when we see these rocks that look like all in Jedi. Yeah. About that. Was that purposeful? Maybe. I don't know. The rock just happened to a fallen Jedi person. It might have. I mean, at the same time, they say Jeddah is a religious city, and you know how there's, like, Kira Imway, and there's, like, Baze Malbus, or whatever the other guy's name is, and they're, like, guardians of the temple. Yeah, so maybe those were... Mm-hmm. Mm, that's an actually yeah, interesting thought. Uh, now we, we go into, uh, well, I guess, we, there's the Saga Rara scene. I think it's very cool when he, he gives them the thing, and then they have, like, the mind eater thing. Borg gullet. Yes. Now hold on. That that creature. Did you notice that they mentioned? I think they mentioned it in the Clone Wars, the the recent season seven. Really? When? Which episode? I'm pretty sure Ahsoka mentions it at some point, and I and I might have to rewatch it because I I heard it fleetingly, but I she might have said something about it. So so which ep- might... is it in the very recent episodes with Maul? Or no, it I think the... it was with the trace. The trace. Uh, trace I don't want me to go back and watch that again to find it. I think it was four <laughs> episodes of that. Uh, okay, moving on. I like the fact that they recreated the Rebel base and that that whole mm-hmm. and, and that just brings me to this next pit a bit. I think, and this is a it's not a bad strategy. I think it's Disney's marketing strategy. I think that in order to make people more accepting of a Star Wars story and not one of the original sagas. I think they just went with uh, packing this as full of nostalgia as we can get. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because they're like, you know, look, it's the Rebel base. Look, it's the X-Wings. Look, it's look, the... It's, it, look, it's Grandma Tarkin. Look, it's Vader. Look, look it's, it's Mon Mothma. Iconic characters. Yeah, they're pumping this full of nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... One thing I thought was interesting is, where are we, we're at the, are we at the part of the Rebel base where, where they just leave? Uh... 
no, that's way farther in the movie. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're there. Yeah. Well, no. I thought that was interesting because I checked the timestamp as to when. So keep in mind they have now set up. So it is now Cassian, Jin Erso, and K2SO. These three people, they've all come together, and they're all on the ship, and they're leaving. This is only 20 minutes in. This is including the background scene on Jin when she was a young girl, and all the scene. And I feel, I, I just have right down here that they spent very little time on the background of this movie, and they just sort of slingshot us into it. Yeah, but honestly, at that point, though, I think that's kind of what the movie's supposed to be. Because if, if, you, if you had taken so much time to analyze, like, wait, why are they here, or whatever... Or like, who is this person? What's his backstory? Then I think we would have been a little more uh, cynical of it. Yeah, and we would have been a little more attached to the characters. Exactly. Judging by the end of the movie, however, I don't think Disney that that. Speaking happened. of being attached to the characters, I think there there might be attempting a Cassie and Andor TV series on Disney Plus. Really? That's what there's rumors. There's talk. That would not be the first character that come to mind for a thank a, you standalone TV. Thank show. you. That is not what I that was is thinking at all. The first character to come to mind. Exactly. Ugh. I would watch a whole TV show about Ahsoka to make up for this garbage four episodes. Exactly. TV show. I would way rather watch that. That'd be. I would watch. A sh- I would watch a show about Darth Maul. I would watch a show. I would watch a movie or a show about Ahsoka. I mean, I could name a bajillion characters. Yeah, I can name multiple characters from the Clone Wars and movies automatically that I'd rather watch a TV show about before Cassie and Andor. But that's what they're going with. I think I think our our strategy still stands. I think they need to give it to George Lucas for like three three years. See what that he would does, be a good idea. See what he does, and then go from there. But yeah, that all being said, the White Star Destroyer is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, the all white Star Destroyer. Oh my god, that thing is gorgeous. When it comes out of the when it comes out of the shadow and it's just all bright white, yeah, that was a really like a well shot shot, I guess. And then it, behind it, it shows you how like how the scale of the Death Star too, because it shows how big the yeah. Death Star is. I think it's great. Uh, what did you think about CGI Tarkin? I think if you at quick glance, it looked real. I thought it was really cool how they brought him back. It was really interesting. To see because you know the actor's dead, but I think if you if you sit down and look at him, he's very you can very much so tell he's CGI. Well, you can tell a CGI kind of looks like a video game character almost. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. He looks like a video game character, but even still, it's still solid that they managed to do it. And I think they nailed his personality and his character. Oh, really well. yeah, yeah. I think they nailed that, that kind really of condescendingness well. even to 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 Leia that yeah. he showed to Leia in the New Hope, and then also to Krennic now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now we go into so now they're in Jeddah. They're walking through this kind of gr- uh, gritty looking town on the mountain. They have that sick shot of mm-hmm. the, the Star Destroyer hovering above the town. Yeah, I got a question. They're mining kyber crystals, yes? Yeah, and yet, the Death if Star. we take it back to the clone, back to the Clone Wars, the Padawans go to this like blisteringly cold, icy planet to get their kyber crystals for their lightsabers. Ilum? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't they go to this planet? I don't know. Il- because in Ilum, I guess, they're, it's more... Maybe, well, like you said, you're they're mining them. They have to dig into the earth to find them. Maybe they didn't even know they existed then. But Ilum, you can, one, it's accessible. And two, it's more of like a challenge, but like symbolically. Maybe that's just where the first Jedi got his kyber crystals, and that's sort of a tradition thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Um... 
So now going to the bad guy thing. So they're walking through Jeddah, and there's basically what can only be described as a space terrorist attack. Yeah, exactly. And that is what I hit. That is what hit in my brain. I, I was like, wow, like the rebels were rebels. Like if you take a step back and look at it, the, um, the empire is a government established, established organization. stable government trying to keep order and in the, the galaxy. And these rebels are committing terrorist acts against an established government. Yes. And what uh, you haven't written down that okay, you know what? No, I'm gonna keep it saved until later. But the first, until the later. first part I have written down of that sort of relates to the subject is when the is when said again the sort of terrorism part. Okay, uh, I said something. Um. Why? So there's a space terrorism attack thing that goes and on, right? And one question I have is, you see them, like, blow up the tank and they steal the kyber crystals. What is Saw Gerrera planning to do with those kyber crystals? Not Because if you wanted to deny the masses of the Empire, it would have been so easy to just get a bunch of people with, like, RPG launchers from, like, rooftops and just blow up the whole tank, kyber crystals and all. But instead, they had to oh, like, yeah, chuck a grenade sense. under it to like, disable it. And they had to take out all the stormtroopers surrounding it, like cover each other while the rest like got the kyber crystals. I feel like they were trying to steal them for something. But I'm just trying to think, what would Saw Gerrera want a kyber crystal for? He obviously can't build a giant me- weapon of mass destruction like a Death Star. And he can't build a lightsaber because he's not a Jedi or a Sith. So I don't know what he wants them for. Yeah, that's true. Um, my question is, why is there always, because you think back to the, to actually to the um, Mandalorian, remember when there's that episode with, um, uh, da, 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 da. oh, they're, they're on that, like, shrimp planet? Yeah. Where, where, where they all mine the shrimp or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And there's, like, the pirates or, like, the ATSD, which for some reason the ATSD is way more menacing in the Mandalorian than it is in the Yeah, original. exactly. Why in that movie and in this movie and in another Star Wars movie, why is there always this little girl in the middle of all the chaos screaming and not being I able? I didn't write that down, but that's not just in Star Wars movie. That that's in multiple. Just like that's a movie. Do, thing. Yeah. Do children not know when to walk? How to walk? My first thought, for some reason, one taught this scene in the first um, movie, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and the Curse of the Black Pearl, was like there was this when the pirates were attacking the town there was this like little blonde kid just standing there screaming as this water tower was about to fall on him and someone came in and saved him and i thought why is this scene in every movie yeah it's ridiculous because like and then like someone has to swoop in and save them i'm like okay yeah good for you um i think so so now we go on to when they finally get they meet saw right yeah and meet saw do you think it's kind of interesting do you think that Jin, he likes Jin so much because Jin reminds Saw of his sister who died in the Clone Wars. Ooh, because remember, his sister think about like, that. His sister was like this rebel, like uh, on Onderon. Remember? Mm-hmm. And do you think because he likes her so much because she has that kind of tenacity that his sister had? I don't know. Mm. I thought I thought deep into this, Eric. This is yeah. You went deep into this when you you did like what I did with Revenge of the Sith. Um, I that's a good point. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, no, the it next... could be or just gonna be good because she's the daughter of, of, of his Galen. his good friends, and then he proceeded to raise her until she was like what sixteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting seeing the Death Star upside down. Yeah, but that actually kind of makes sense. Yeah, so they could... if there's a planet 
from an angle below it. Yeah, exactly. Then they would need to rotate. Also, how does a Death Star move? I just thought that in my head. I just, I thought that exact thought in my head. I was like, wait a minute. How? Because I'm pretty sure if you go back and watch A New Hope, they say it's like in orbit around a planet. But So how does it, so when it blows up a planet, does how it does have, it go from orbit to orbit? Does it have hyperspace? I don't know. It doesn't seem very aerodynamic. Oh, you know what? No, I do know. Because remember, when they're like at the end of Rogue One uh, on Scarif, he's like, there's like, um, there's a massive object emerging from hyperspace and there's just a Death Star there. Oh, yes. Facts. That is true. Um, I, speaking of, uh, de- world destroying planets or whatever, uh, I thought that when they, when they blow up Jeddah with the Death Star, that was one of the coolest cinematic moments I've seen. That was a really cool cinematic moment, but at the same time, that was technically religious terrorism. <laughs> Another whole, war crime. It was a holy city. Another war crime. Yeah, no, that's literally one, that's literally one of my notes is the question the Empire's many war crimes. <laughs> But honestly, that scene and they've blown up religious cities and defaced religious like temples and stuff. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought it was kind of sick. I thought like when you see this just wall of incoming just rock just exploding, it it's just you really get to see the explosion from space and how massive it is. But you get a sense of just how huge the explosion is too, and like how gargantuan. Think about that until Rogue One, but I guess if you really consider it, I never thought that the Death Star had any ability under the capability to blow up a planet. I never really considered the fact that it could just blow up a city. No, I think they. I think it they has precise tar- targeting and fires, so I guess that makes actually a lot of sense. Didn't, didn't they talk about it though in this one? Didn't they say that they just didn't have enough power? No, they were. No, I don't know. It was like that. No, the reason they blew he didn't blow up the whole planet was because Tarkin said something like, "We need a message, not a manifesto. The holy city will be enough." Oh. I think quoting Tarkin directly there, but he said something like, "We don't need to blow up the planet. Just yeah, take That's a little." True. That's true. You're right. Uh, why did why did Saul Guerrero just let himself die? Is it because he would have been like a holdup? I don't think it was like a hold though, because it wasn't like he was sit- It wasn't like he was like holding off imperial troops or anything. He just sort of stood there. But at the same time, he was living a. Pre- Did you look at the guy? There was like he said, there wasn't much of him left to kill. Yeah, true. He was pretty. He was much living down. a pretty desperate life. And also going back to that scene is he pulled the. You, there's twice in the movie you see him pull the thing off and breathe into it, but the first time you hear Vader when he does it, you hear the, the Vader breathing. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that. And then the second time you don't hear it. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. But, but, speaking of Vader, one of the coolest scenes in the movie is when we get to see the Mustafar castle. Yeah. Wait, is that on Mustafar? I never noticed that was on Mustafar. It's on a lava planet, obviously. But I Yeah, but, but it looks sunny, and I have a reason for that. There is a south side and a north side to Mustafar, and if you like, I think it's in canon, because there's like south Mustafarians and north Mustafarians. Yeah. And so the southern ones, I think, like, mine the stuff, and that's where, like, the uh, the Duel of the Fates, uh, Anakin, Obi-Wan. On the south part? I think that's the south part where they mine all the uh, all the lava, whereas the top side is more, like, directly in the sunlight and stuff. Hmm. 
but that's I'm pretty sure that's the explanation. Plus, we we know from Ken. I'm pretty sure that that's where Anakin's uh, uh, castle is is Mustafar. That's how he feels like his anger and his hate. He just walks outside and he just hears. And he just hears, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground every time he walks. Shut up! He just has that on he just has that on record in his helmet. <laughs> Playing back over and over again. He's like, I hate you, Obi-Wan. It's like no, and then no, he has like a he has like I had the tiger playing with that behind it. Exactly. Uh I thought it was cool that they showed him in the back to, uh chamber. The back tank and like he had to put his helmet on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very really consider that he would spend time outside of the suit in like a bath tank or something like that. No, because he hated the suit. Yeah, it's true. I think one of the coolest cinematic scenes in this movie, though this movie has admittedly a lot of very cool cinematic scenes. Yeah, uh, is when the doors open and you just see the shadow of Vader and then the remnants of the Empire theme come in, and and and, and you just, you just see Krennic just like pee himself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's like. Oh god, and I love like there are a lot of lines from Vader that I think are really cool. But one of the coolest ones from Be this careful movie not to choke on your aspirations. He said, "Doesn't choke on your aspirations." As you literally just choke him, puns, baby. Such thing. Yeah, puns. Vader would. I also like. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a. And you're, you're as clumsy as you are, stupid. I wish he could have told Jar Jar that. <laughs> that would have been really deserving. Uh, I thought it was interesting, and then just kind of going into detail about what uh, Darth Vader says. Uh, he basically kind of references vaguely uh, deceiving the uh, the Senate. Apparently, there's still a Senate. Yeah, I know. This is before A New Hope, so they haven't dissolved the Senate. Yet. Yeah, which I think is interesting because I read a bunch of stuff on this. Um, apparently, there was a lot before they dissolved the Senate. There was like a ton of this um, deception going on. Like the, the Senate wasn't even made aware of the 501st and their plot to kill all the Jedi that were left remaining. Yeah. Like this, there were like a lot of deception behind all this stuff. And like the the ethical stuff, and I would imagine there's a lot of senators like like you know on Alderaan, <laughs> certain senator from there who would think it's a bad idea to build a planet killing machine. Potentially, Eric. Potentially, do you so, have? I, so I just love that line from Vader where he's pretty much like, the, "There is no Death Star." <clears throat> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Krennic's like, "Yeah, but like I created," it. and he's like, "There is no Death Star." Nudge, there nudge. is no Death Star, Krennic. Yeah, exactly. Do you have anything that I got? I just I didn't particularly like the scene where they go to try to save the dad. So, do you have anything to do with that scene? Not really. Like on that like kind of stormy planet. No. Nothing. Not, no. All right. So we'll. <laughs> it just feels sort of. It does feel kind of out of place. I don't know because there's. I there. I don't really. I I don't know why I'm. I can't talk. Obviously, but I just can't think of a reason for this scene because. It was kind of they, just, they just go there and then they just bomb the hangar and then they just leave. Yeah, it was to try to save the dad. Well, to to Jin it was to save the dad. To Cassian it was to With kill. Cassian it was to kill the dad, and the yeah. dad died anyway. Yeah, exactly. But what I feel like the scene it was just like up until this point, there's been such good scenes. There's been the scene at the beginning on the planet where they have the mom die and all, and then it yeah. dies. Then they have the scene on Jedha, which was all this craziness. They have the scene on Mustafar. All these scenes have been cinematic, good, solid scenes, and this just kind of seemed out of place in filler. It did feel really out of place. In any case, moving on to uh, the scene where she inspires hope in all of them or something, but then they're like, all right, we'll go with like a small... <laughs> no, no, yeah, she's like, we're rebellion. Rebellions are built on hope. And then they're just like, eh, screw you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But, like, you know, they do have a planet-killing robot, so. It's like they have a planet-killing robot death moon. I mean, what are you gonna do against that? Exactly. Um, 
I thought it was very cool when they just show. Okay, before we go into anything, I think Scarif's a sick planet idea. I've never seen. Oh, a I think Scarif's a really interesting planet idea. Cause like it's just it, I don't know. And I saw. I remember. I remember seeing it in the trailers because this is one of the first movies that we actually saw trailers for mm-hmm. in our generation. Yeah, I thought it was very cool seeing like trailers for this. Seeing like this sort of beach planet. Yeah, because I was like, that looks sick. And I so imagine like, Anakin hates it, but... <laughs> no, 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 he just likes the coarse... He doesn't like the coarse sand. Ah, yes, okay. It's yeah. coarse. I imagine him just it's going to that every- planet on, like, a vacation and then just getting really pissed off. Yeah, pretty much. He's just like, it gets everywhere. It's in my socks. <laughs> um, But they show up to this planet, and they go there, and they have this, like, old code, and they just use it, and they get through. I want to know why is it so easy for a protagonist to just get through military blockades? Yeah, the same thing happened in what Return of the Jedi with Luke and Han, and in Clone Wars, the, and the Clone Wars. Yeah, when they broke into the Citadel, they use like outdated codes. Why is it so easy? If it's a it's a military, that'd be like us going to like North Korea, and like just waltzing in and saying like one two words of North Korean. Yeah, and they're like, all right, you guys are North Korean, you can come in. He sounds legit. He so, he seems legit, guys. All right, let him in. <laughs> um, I do I do want to say that uh, the shield over the entire planet. That's what the heck? What? What? I said that's a good idea. It's a good idea, but like, what the heck is? Are we just allowed to do anything at this point? Yeah, I mean, why didn't they do that on Endor? If they had the technology, why didn't they just put a shield around the entire planet? Maybe it was too expensive. Oh, what are you saying? It's the Empire. Nothing is too expensive. They literally own the money. Yeah, literally. They, they're, yeah, it's stupid. Anyway, the shield of the whole planet just reminded Have you ever seen Spaceballs? No, I have not. There's literally a scene where this, this whole planet, they, they basically are trying to steal another planet's air supply. Okay. And they, and they literally have a shield over the entire planet that contains all of their air it just reminded me of that and i was kind of like laughing because like they basically bubble. directly directly riffed that's that scene yeah well, isn't isn't spaceball supposed to be a spoof off of star wars exactly so it's kind of a spoof off of a spoof off of a spoof yes uh however this is this is where stuff gets interesting so anyway uh rebel the rebel attacks though i will say the terrorist attacks are super well thought out i we're calling the rebels terrorists now yeah, we're just going to call them terrorists at this point. I like how they were well thought out. I like how they're like, okay, we're going to plant the bombs here. We're going to move on from here. They're actually a, a fairly militant operation. We're going to make one man seem like 100, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's really well said, Eric. Yes. Uh, I think it was cool when the, all the rebels show up. Like, ta-da, we did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. That A, they played the rebels theme, and I didn't realize that before until just now. Mm-hmm. That, they, that yeah. they play, like, the rebel theme song. Like, the, I don't know, I can't remember do it yeah they, they 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 got there yeah no it was like Ta-da! magic yeah uh i thought it was cool that we saw the x-wings i thought it was a little bit overload of nostalgia but i didn't care because i was like you know what it's x-wings it's the y-wings it's the you know it's yellow leader gold leader blue leader they make a ship every movie let's just go yeah exactly I'm, I'm in it i'm in it uh do you have anything until the first death to the first death of no i do okay. not know the minute I saw the pilot die when they throw the bomb into the ship, I was mm-hmm. like, and here we go. Because I know I've never heard any of these characters' names before, and I know where this is leading. 
yeah you, 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 you it's just like it's like you just hear like one of those you just hear like music and it just slowly ramps up and gets faster and faster as more people die it's just like in the hall of mountain music yeah music. i'm just like uh oh I, I don't i it's like and here I, and here we go I think we all know. Where I this think we is going. all know where this is going, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we got the first down. The pilot goes out like a total punk. They throw a bomb into the yep. ship. Yeah. No, they just took a bomb. No, it's not a bomb. It's just like a frag. You just like frag out, and then you just Kobe's it into. Yeah, <laughs> just Kobe's it into the ship. I can't say that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Throws it into the ship, and then it just blows up the pilot. Uh, then the blind guy goes out. Well, he goes out like a boss, though. He kills like a... Ba- yeah, he goes out and he, like, saves everything. Because he, like... Then, the third... Then, and then, completely opposite to the to, to the blind dude, his friend goes out like a total punk and maybe kills maybe, I don't know, seven already wounded death troopers and then dies. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's a it's a bad I see when you look at it at first because he's like stumbling through the crowd and shooting them, and I'm like, you literally have all your energy still left, and you're just you just shot maybe seven or eight stormtroopers and then just died. What did you help? Yeah, what'd you do? And then he died. What? What could you possibly have helped? In any case, so then we have three down now. Now we're just down to Cassian and, and the lady. Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool when they were walking through the the base. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool to see how the military operations goes. Yeah, no. Uh, do you have anything? On, uh, um, well, and I also liked how... I, I also thought it was interesting just seeing the Empire's response time. To, to an attack yeah. right there in front of them. When like, it goes well, up I and like, Krennic just sort of has to wake everyone. He's like, guys, come on, let's go! He's like, are we blind? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I thought it was, well, I thought, it was, I don't know, I don't know why I found this such a funny, fun, not funny, but a cool scene, and I don't know why I found it such a cool scene, because it's kind of dark, but it's when the X-Wings try to, like, go through the, to, through the blockade. And there's only a couple, and, like, and like, half, and, like, most of them make through, but there's, like, a couple, when the shield closes, they just crash into it. Oh, my God, I don't know why I found that scene so cool, but I kind of found it interesting. Mm. Uh, I also like seeing that the AT-ATs, um, excuse me, they're hollow inside? I think those AT-ATs were hollow inside. Oh, okay. Because I was like, because what? they had like Wait, the orange like sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, all it took were all it took were like six X wings to take out two full ATATs. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't know, but I mean, it sort of feels like a plane trying to take out a tank. Yeah, but it also seems like wouldn't then wouldn't the Hoth when we're in there on Hoth and they have those like snow planes? Yeah, and they have like, they have like the snow speeders and they have like gra- they have to have like a grappler and a flyer to, like, fly on the legs and take it out, like, really creatively. Yeah, I don't and know why they call in Y-Wings to just blow it up. Yeah, that seems a little excessive. Yeah. Then, speaking of excessive, they play the world's most stupid crane game to get the, the, the yeah, documents. Yeah, no, it's really weird. And they, like, they're, like, up to the left a little bit. Nope, to the right. Put another quarter no, in it. And, I, then while, and while they're just fiddling with the controls on this crane game, I right outside the vault is like I think besides Jin and Cassian is the most depressing death in the whole movie is K2SO. He just goes out taking bullets and he's like goodbye. He just turns off. It's beautiful though. It was crazy. He starts shooting people left and right. It's great though. He was he was a he was a boss yeah. droid. Uh, I I just jumping way he back. Like a man. 
I, I liked when they, I went, I, I like when he said, uh, when she shot the droid and it fell over and then he walks out and he goes, you knew that wasn't he, he's me, like, right? Are you, he's like, you knew that wasn't me, right? And she's like, ha 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 ha, funny. He just catches uh, the grenade like, and he's like. I like how the blockade deploys all those TIE fighters because it's like, wow, there was a lot of TIE, a fighters lot of TIE fighters in there. Yeah. To, to combat like two uh, rebels. Yeah. Uh, so. Then she, 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 it looks like Cassian might have died. He gets like, knocked yeah, down no, Krennic like shot him or shot near him and he like falls off and like hits his back on like metal pillars. And you're but, like, he isn't but, dead. Then his back is broken and he's probably paralyzed. Jin Urso climbs to the top and it looks like she's gonna do it. And then there's like one more hurdle when the thing just doesn't transmit. Oh, yeah, no, it's like the, the antenna must be realigned or something. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like, oh, really? Oh, really? We're going to just go it's like, there? come on, just transmit the plans already. That was How hard is this? The suspense. I also like when uh, when she's trying to do this and it's like super suspenseful. It just cuts back to Krennic in like an elevator. He's just standing there like, all right. He's like loaded. Like, I, like to imagine, I, I like to imagine someone just editing elevator music into that scene. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. She's like getting, she's getting like shot at and he's just like, dude. You know what scene I'm imagining um, elevator music putting into is this Return of yeah. the Jedi when Vader's taking Luke up to see the Emperor. I just imagine <laughs> elevator music. Yeah, 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 yeah. You will turn to the dark side. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so he looks like he's gonna shoot her, but we kind of figured Cassian's still alive. He, does, he shoots him in the back. It falls over. Chris, yeah, still kind of cool. But they transmit the plan. I, I also like how they kept the sort of style from A New Hope. It's like the black background with like the white 3D dots making up the Death Star. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, I thought that was nice. And here we come. This is single-handedly the best scene in the entire movie. The hallway scene? Oh, the hallway scene. Well, yeah, the hallway scene because they, like, they have the plans. And then and there's just a bunch of people just standing in a dark hallway. And they're, like, trying to get the door open. They're like, oh, man, it's stuck. And they just hear behind them. You just see Vader's lightsaber ignite, and you just start hearing his breathing. And they're like, here we go again, folks. Oh, my God. But it's, it was so good because you kind of felt it coming. But I didn't in my head when I watched it in theaters because I actually remember watching this one in theaters. I, I remember thinking in my head, I was like, no way. No way are they doing this because I recognize the hallway. And I'm like, maybe they're just gonna give a hint to it. Maybe that's just a hint, almost like they did in um, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. They did like some hints to like, yeah, to the original trilogy and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, no, but that's single-handedly the coolest scene in more than just Rogue One. It's one of the coolest scenes in Star Wars. Is when he just starts cutting people down. It's really cool because because this is the first time we've seen uh Darth Vader in um. In modern day, because like that's that's because, the, the yeah, because if you cut back to like his fights from like Return of the Jedi or Empire or A New Hope, it's like just him like standing there and he's like casually swinging a lightsaber. But in here, he's like he's like going at it really hard. He's like slamming people into the ceiling yeah, and stuff. It's crazy. Uh, so then they finally they supposedly get away, and I love the sound when they're all running through and there's this chaos going on. I like the sound of the like the the sirens that that. Woo! 
Yeah, I thought that's very eerie and yeah, ominous. Yeah, no, no. And it was really interesting because I I can't I can't remember when it was the moment, but I think it was the moment when they when they're like drop now and the guy pulls the lever and the ship falls out and then I get the image of the white ship flying away and this star destroyer right behind it that I think wait a minute I've seen this before. And it's just so good. Yeah. It's just the best. I love it. I love it. And CGI Leia. Was that CGI Leia? Or I thought that was just a really look-alike actor. They CGI a little bit of hmm. it. It was already a look-alike actor so that they didn't have to do too much work on it. Yeah, Tarkin was like completely CGI'd. You're... Because yes. I, thought, I thought it was different because looking at Tarkin compared to Leia, Leia looked a lot more real. Yes, Tarkin. for sure. Tarkin Dude. was like 100% CGI'd. Yeah, and 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 uh, and and then her final line, where it's like, "What are they giving us?" And she says, "They've given us hope." Yeah, and then the binge. I think that's great because it's like a new hope leading right into a new hope. Yeah, literally, literally, it leads right into a new hope. But there is one less. There, we're not quite over with a movie yet because there is that one. There, like, there's there's the scene obviously where they just nuke Scarif, and yeah, where it, the ship pulls away and there's Vader standing there with stormtroopers. How is his cape moving? Uh, it doesn't like make sense just, in space. His cape would not be moving. Well, well, well then why? Why? why well, I was gonna say. Well, then why did like the star destroyer fall when its thrusters got turned off? Like, what what would cause it to fall if it was just in space? Like, I think we just have to suspend the reality for a little. Exactly, bit. but I'm, I'm just sort of comparing it to like you know how like, there's the picture of um the the moon landing, the American flag yeah. is waving in the background. Why would it be waving? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, 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 just overall, in, in, in just kind of going over it, I think for the fact that this caused so much controversy when it was announced, when they said like, "Oh my," everyone was like freaking out, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is impossible! They're making a Star Wars. This isn't part of the original trilogy. What are we gonna do?" Yeah. Right. I think this did a great job proving people all all kinds. Of wrong. Yeah, because this was a really good movie. It was really good. It was so good. It was a well-crafted. It had good characters that we actually kind of cared different about. different style than a normal Star Wars movie. Because there was no, like, Jedi... It was, it was the first movie to come out where there was no... There were no new characters. There was no, like, Force-sensitive main character behind it. Yeah. And it, it was more like a war movie. It was like a war movie. I, I, I'm not lasers. even kidding. I wrote that, dude. I wrote... It's like a war movie, which I almost kind of like. It's like a fake war movie, it's and I love good. it. I thought it was good. It's I I think that was like the best thing they could have done with the whole thing. So overall, I mean, what what are we giving this rating wise? I thought it was a really good movie. I don't know. It's not the best movie I've ever seen in the history of the universe, but it was. It's but, really but out of all the Star Wars is out of all the Star. Ooh, I don't know what my favorite Star Wars is. Eight point five. Eight point five to a nine. I, I, I give it. An, I give it an eight point seven. It's between an eight point five. For and sure, sure. It is. It's super good. It's super good. I love it. I like it a lot, dude. Um, any any final thoughts on it? Cause, cause I don't, cause I, I, I think, well, think I think of. in comparison to Han, the Han Solo movie, definitely doesn't hold up. You think no, I think Solo. Sorry, I, I phrased that wrong. But yes, I think Rogue Solo didn't hold up at all. Cause, 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 oh no, not not compared to Rogue One. Because we just no. did the Solo last week, and I I just don't see because I'm trying to put them up next to each other, and, and Solo just feels like a cartoon compared to compared to this movie. Yeah. Well, that's sort of the thing that's been happening recently. Is I've seen it too in like the superhero movies and stuff. Is they've steadily put more and more comedy into yeah. these movies. Yeah, and sometimes, 
because that's sort of a new and sometimes thing, you don't comedy. Mean. But that's but it, and sometimes that can be really funny and good. But sometimes it just sort of ruins exactly. The movie. This is like a war movie, so they didn't really need too many quips. They didn't need too many of this. Like 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 in Rogue One, it was good because there was K two S O who was sort of the only comedic character, and his funny like quips and comments and stuff were few and, and far and- between. But in movies like Solo and I think The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, they had a lot of comedy, and it was all sort of yeah, totally. Together. I totally understand what you're saying. I totally understand that. Yeah, there was there was too much of it. it comedy is good, but yeah, because if you look back right at like there, New Hope, sometimes. the the few and far between little comedy bits were like either Han Solo or like the year little short for a stormtrooper. Those scenes were, and they weren't even yeah. meant to be funny. They're just meant to be little like quips and statements. So I think even even in trying to yeah. be funny, trying to be funny makes it not be funny. You half-witted, scruffy-looking murder. So, without further ado, thank you for listening to the Malarkey Podcast with Jagger, Eric, and sometimes other people as well. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, Copy RSS, Radio or Public. wherever else podcasts are broadcasted. Don't be a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>